We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. One will chronicle a 60-year evolution of the tight end position. From its origins as an obscure, overlooked blocking role to the versatile superstar position that it is today. I'll explore the evolution of the position through conversations with some of the all-time game-changing tight ends. And just like the incredible tight ends we sit down with on my new show, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. This truck is all about grit, strength, and dependability. The same attributes it takes to be a tight end. What's up, guys? This is the Uncontested Podcast, covering the Oklahoma City Thunder. This podcast is ran by Jacob, Nick, Justin, Taylor, and Kamiar. Listen to future episodes on your favorite podcast streaming service like iTunes or Spotify. And don't forget to leave a five-star rating. This is Lou Dort. You're listening to the Uncontested. What is up? Welcome to the Uncontested Podcast. We are part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and the official podcast of BoomtownHoops.com. Special pod tonight. This is your host, Jacob. I've got Taylor along with me today. Oklahoma City Thunder head coach, Bill Self. And um, the Milwaukee Bucks have been eliminated from the playoffs, Taylor. We have a lot to talk about. I mean, that was our pick to win the East. You know, I thought it was worth an emergency podcast. Um, No, Taylor and I (laughs) have been planning all day to start a new pod series for you guys once a week where we're going to give the Thunder players grades for the season. So Taylor and I had done all our homework, got everything ready. I was in line at Chick-fil-A before we were going to podcast. And then we get the Woj bomb. 10 minutes before we're about to podcast. Yes. Completely derailed us. We get the Woj bomb um, that the Oklahoma City Thunder and Coach Billy Donovan are deciding to part ways and will not pursue a new contract. Uh, Taylor, just initial reaction. 
Uh, I was surprised. Um, I think I, I tweeted out my initial reaction. This isn't word for word, but basically something along, along the lines of, you know, I honestly have really liked Billy Donovan as a head coach overall, um, outside of the very frustrating playoff struggles over the past couple of seasons. Um, and I just honestly kind of thought, I think due to the uncertainty with the NBA right now, um, Billy's relationship with Presti and the organization, and the fact that he was an old college coach and kind of is primed to coach younger up-and-coming stars with a lot of talent, um, kind of perfect for the rebuild in that sense. I just kind of assumed he, even if it was short-term, that Presley would just kind of be the guy. Obviously, always keeping in mind that... Um, <laughs> you mean Billy would be the guy? Or that this, or Presley would be the guy, that, that Billy would be the guy. Um, obviously, keeping in mind that you know anything could happen. Um, I, I will get it up to John Hamm. He's been saying this for the entire season. I even kind of thought it was a little crazy at first um, because like Nick kind of mentioned in our Slack, we always just kind of felt like Billy was almost kind of coaching for his job this season in a way. Um, But John had mentioned the entire season that there's another side to this too. You know, maybe Billy doesn't, isn't interested in a rebuild. And that's exactly seems to be the case according to Woj. And then obviously uh, comments made by Presti. Yeah, definitely. It's, it came as a surprise to me, um, uh, and, and a few aspects of it were incredibly surprising. Um, number one is really, to me, Taylor, the timing, right? right? right. I, I thought this was definitely a possibility. I didn't think it was a possibility this soon. Right. And so I guess let's dive into that. The fact that this decision was made this soon tells me that this team isn't bringing back the boys, they're, they're not going forward again next year. If they were, if Chris Paul and Danilo Gallinari and Dennis Schroeder and Steven Adams, and they were just going to run this team back, I don't think that Billy Donovan makes the decision so quickly that, hey, I'm going to move on. Exactly. Right? I think, I think he rides it out a little bit to see really what the plan is. The fact that this decision was made this quick into the offseason tells me that Presti told him, hey, look, I've got offers. I'm selling guys off. We're we're entering the tank mode, and Billy, you know, uh, rightfully so, does, doesn't want to do that, right? That I mean, that's he came into the league. I think we have to remember this. Billy came and made the transition from a very cozy college job where he was considered like one of the best coaches in college yep. basketball, and made the shift to the NBA because he was getting the opportunity to coach Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook. Right. Yeah, he wasn't and he was a quarter away from the NBA finals. Team. You know. Right. right. And, and then, then now since then he's been able to remain comp- or he's been on a team that's remained competitive. Yeah, and and his winning percentage is great. Right? He's been a really good coach. Has he made the playoff adjustments that we want? No. But he's been a really good coach and you know it it's what he signed up to come to the NBA for he's not getting to do anymore. And That's so I, I think it only makes sense that he's ready to move on at this point in his career uh, and, and find a new gig. And it seems like it's definitely going to be an NBA gig. We've already have reports that Philly is very interested. Chicago is very interested. I wouldn't be surprised if New Orleans, new Orleans is very interested. In yep. And yep. so he's going to have some opportunities to turn around and go get a, a high-level NBA job. And he has every right to do that. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um I'm a little surprised, I think, by all the... I mean, again, a, a really good coach overall. I am a little surprised by all the interest in Billy Donovan um, just because I, I didn't realize opposing organizations and people outside of basically media um, thought so highly of him, which is really cool. And like you said, Jacob, just a testament to Billy uh, and, and the job that he's been able to do here in OKC. But 
was something that you mentioned is something that you and I kind of talked about. I wanted to mention this. So Presley actually had an interesting quote. I thought I took a screenshot of it, but I didn't. Um, in his media availability, availability that just ended, um, mentioning kind of, you know, we would have loved to have Billy back, but, um, you know, something along the lines of, uh, you know, I told you guys before the season that, uh, I can't even remember now, kind of saying that, you know, it, it, there's both sides to the, the situation here, right? Like, uh, I think the fact that, that Billy maybe wasn't super interested. Um, I, and you and I talked about this. Like, I think it's very obvious that his his agent, like you said, was going out and reaching out to some of these other organizations and was kind of getting a feel for the market uh, because, I, you know, Billy could have just rode this out for a season or two with the rebuild, right? He could have signed like a short-term, uh, short-term contracts. But it seems, especially Kevin O'Connor reporting, that Billy Donovan's name has been in the mix and at least talked about over the past month in Philly. I think that means that there was some mutual interest there. So the fact that organizations like the Bulls and the um, Sixers are have been interested in Billy, I think this decision. I think there's a good indication from for, from Billy to Presty uh, that this they may be parting ways at the end of the season. I guess. Yeah, I, I think Billy's agent did his homework and knows that there's an NBA job out there for Billy Donovan. Right, um, Taylor. I had also mentioned that you know the timing of this. Uh, being interesting because you would think if they were thinking about bringing the team back, they Billy Donovan wouldn't make that decision very quickly. So I don't know if this is coincidental or not, but shortly after the Woj bomb about the Billy Donovan news, uh, Mark Stein tweeting about the end of the Milwaukee Bucks season as they got bounced in five to the Miami Heat right. tweets, Quote, there are rival teams that believe Milwaukee will explore trading for Chris Paul, complicated as that would be financially, if Oklahoma City indeed makes CP3 available via trade. One more thing to track as the Bucks exactly. enter perhaps the most crucial offseason in team history. One more thing to track. One more thing so to track. So I, I, well. I don't know if it's just coincidence that he tweeted that, but to me, that lines up with, hey, we're looking to trade Chris Paul. Uh, this is Presty talking to Billy Donovan. We're looking to trade Chris Paul. We've got deals on the table for for possibly for Chris, for Dennis, for Steve, for whoever, um, and, and we're gonna we're gonna bottom out. We're gonna start the rebuild. We're gonna play the young guys. We're gonna be bad, and we're gonna maximize our draft pick, uh, especially in a in a financially unsure situation going into the 2020-21 season. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if those conversations happened between Presty and Billy, and that's part of the reason why yep. Billy decided not to come back. And Mark Stein here uh, essentially confirming that, that Milwaukee is already interested in Chris Paul. And right. I wouldn't be surprised, Taylor. We talked pre-pod. I was going to mention that. The, yep. the, the NBA went on a four-month hiatus. I don't think those GMs just sat back like you and I did and watched Netflix and played video games. Exactly. You know, I think those GMs were talking and – exploring possible deals and and poking around and seeing what other teams were thinking. And I wouldn't be surprised if there's already a framework for a Chris Paul to Milwaukee deal, a Chris Paul to Philadelphia deal, Uh, kind of a framework already there that Presti, you know, has his contingency in place and is ready to pull the trigger. I think you're exactly right. And especially, I don't even think we've talked about this on the podcast yet um, in our, our playoff recap and our season recap podcast, the past two that we dropped, but, um, you know, Chris Paul basically having that goodbye message to OKC is really what it felt like. It wasn't so much of a thank you for the season. See you next year. It was very much a goodbye. It definitely makes you think if 
what if, what if they ride. already told Chris Paul, yeah. Or if Chris Paul's already said, yeah, you know, I, I, I definitely, you know, kind of similar to Billy. Um, had a very um, mutual conversation with Pressy saying, uh, yeah, you know, I don't really want to be stuck in a rebuild. I'd love to go to a contender and try and win before my career is up. Um, and I, I understand that you guys think it's best for the organization to begin the rebuild. Um, so let's start looking for trades and try and make something happen this summer. Or the sorry, this off season can't say summer anymore. Yeah, it's going to be the winter. <laughs> but yeah, so so absolutely fascinating. Um, Taylor, I wanted to ask you of these these possible positions for Billy to land in. Which one do you like the most, and and where do you think? Like if if I'm I make not if I make you bet, I'm making you make a decision right now on the podcast. Where is Billy Donovan coaching next season? So I think the two teams that have already like been leaked to have shown interest um, is probably because those two really do make the most sense in Chicago and the Sixers and I kind of like his fit in both places Um, Chicago he can go to a team that's looking to become competitive and make the playoffs again uh, with some really good young talent that Billy can kind of continue to grow with as a coach whereas the Sixers you're very much kind of stepping into a Russell I mean speaking of 2000 you know I guess was it 16 Russell Westbrook Kevin Durant you're, you're jumping into a situation with Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons and a lot of uncertainty around there. Now, one thing um, Kevin O'Connor also mentioned, though, is the fact that, you know, Philly still has to figure out their front office situation first <laughs> before they hire any coach. But all of that to say, I, I do kind of like the parallels between the situation that you mentioned earlier, Billy coming to OKC from Florida, uh, now jumping into Philadelphia and that Sixers team, I think, and, and trying to push them into a championship contention. I think that's really fascinating to me, but it also makes sense, you know, seeing him in Chicago, like I say, kind of getting to grow with that group and, and get them back into playoff contention, much less championship contention. So uh, if I had to pick right now, I'm going to say the Sixers, that's probably my favorite fit. But again, it, it's also been reported, Sam Amick, you know, re- re- was able to confirm that he has sources linking Billy to Philadelphia, but also that Ty Lue is still a, a heavy consideration there as well. So there's a chance that Billy doesn't even get that job and may end up in a Chicago or a New Orleans. Yeah, definitely. I, again, I think that Billy's agent did his homework and knows that there's exactly. another job out there for Billy. As any a good job, should. a job that could be a lot more um, competitive than what Oklahoma City projects to be. So, Jacob, we talked a lot about Billy right now, and at what you just said reminded me of something else that you and I discussed prior to the pod while we were waiting on Pressy's interview to to finish his media session. But there's a flip side of that too, right? Billy's agent is being a good agent and getting, you know, sending fillers out throughout the league. What's to say? And we know Sam Presti has done this in the past, considering um, the last coaching change when he fired Scott Brooks. He basically knew he was hiring Billy Donovan. Like you said, with all that time off, um, with you know, kind of the the he, with Presti inferring that he maybe knew that this could be a, a, a strong possibility of them deciding to part ways. What's to say that? Pressy also hasn't been doing his research, and maybe he does have some candidates on the docket already. It's it's definitely a possibility. You know, I I think Presty maps out every contingency plan. I think he has. I think Presty is one of those psychos with a cork board in his office with a yes. whole bunch of red strings going every which way, um, and and uh, you know sitting there apparently drinking beers with Billy Donovan and Cheap a cigarette beers. in his hand. Um, you know, mapping out every, he's like Dr. Strange, you know, mapping out every possibility. Yeah. And so it wouldn't surprise me if he's already got a short list. We mentioned this, uh, to each other earlier, Taylor, that whenever Presti, uh, didn't bring back Scott Brooks, like there was eventually we all, you know, there was the whole, like 
Coach K is out of Charleston's <laughs> in downtown Oklahoma City bullshit or whatever. But it, it became apparent after the fact that there were no other candidates. There were no other interviews. It was Billy Donovan. Right. That, that's the guy he, he wanted. That's the guy he went for. That's the guy he got. I wonder if that's the case here again. If he knows a person that he wants, uh, that he, if he's already mapped this out. Um, and, and we'll talk about possible coaches here in a second, Taylor. But another thing that kind of goes along those same lines, I mentioned earlier, Billy was really good in Oklahoma City. Over a 60% win percentage uh, was maybe he didn't make the adjustments we wanted in the playoffs. I mean, this year, a team that was not expected to do much, really overachieved. I think Billy was a big part of that. Chris Paul uh, seemed to really love Billy Donovan. Yeah. And as a coaching free agent, he was due for a pay increase. Exactly. He was making $5 million a year, and he was due for a pay increase. I wonder now. Obviously, it was it was seems like it's pretty much Billy's decision to walk. But for the Thunder, you know, I don't think they're dying to go find uh, someone who's been an NBA head coach right. before and shell out six, seven million a year for a coach in a season that's going to be very financially unstable, uh, where the seller cap is going to dip, where you know, as you and I know, oil took a big hit uh, in in the United States this year and some of the major owners of the Oklahoma City Thunder are oil tycoons. Right. That's a good point. You know very good point. And you, fin- finances are going to be a little tight. I don't see them wanting to go and pay big money for a a Nate McMillan or a Exactly. Um, That's who I was going to mention. Uh, an Alvin Gentry, someone who's a, a a verified been around for a while coach. I think they're more likely to target somebody who would be a first-time NBA head coach, either going for an NBA assistant a college guy, something like that. That way they can get away with paying them a little bit less and let that, that I, I can't say guy, let that person grow right. with the franchise and maybe pay them $3 million a year, right? Exactly. I, I think that makes a lot of sense for this team, and I'm not going to be surprised at all if that's the direction that they go. I think you're spot on, and, and to your point, and kind of to tie it back to what we were talking about earlier, there's a chance that, like you said, Billy has already kind of made that decision um, and kind of has a small pool of, potential coaching candidates that fit that mold because like you said um and this is actually something that that Presti's mentioned a lot actually in his his statement announcing um the mutual parting between billy and the thunder and also in his uh, his his i guess i want to say post game but his media availability here just a little bit ago uh, mentioned the financial situation that the league finds itself in and just all the uncertainties right and how it wouldn't be um wouldn't be wise <laughs> you know, to, to move forward and make some of these big moves basically without knowing those implications first. So that's certainly something to keep in mind. And like you said, if you go that route, that's a safe route in terms of the financial impact. So I think you're exactly right there. It's a uh, super interesting, but on the flip side of that though, Jacob, you have a, a emerging star in Shay, right? You have some promising young talent and you have this plethora, this treasure chest of draft picks where you know, it, probably more people would bet than not that OKC could land a potential superstar over the next however many years, five years, six years. So are there some candidates that are already in the league? You know, I, I'm just throwing this one out there. I don't think he would want to lead the situation, but like a Monty Williams uh, type of coach, you know, with the Suns. God, I would or kill in, to get Monty assistant Williams coach. Right. When you, we, we, we talk about the, the Spurs coaching tree in San Antonio. Uh, is that appealing to, to, for somebody to leave 
the situation they're currently in, right? Which would kind of put a kink in Pressy's plan of, like we mentioned, going after somebody maybe a little less established so that way you don't have to pay him quite as much. You know, maybe you get somebody yeah, like a Monty Williams or, you know, we laughed and this is such a long shot because this guy will stay in San Antonio as long as he's around the game of basketball. But Tim Duncan, like what if he's intrigued, you know, or just the people of these caliber are, are intrigued by the idea of the, the promising future that OKC has. Like that could be a fun opportunity for somebody to step in and, and coach this team. Definitely. So, Taylor, let's get into some some of those candidates. But before we do, let's tell our listeners about our first sponsor of the week. Sunday, Sunday, Sundays are coming back in the NFL. With NFLSundayTicket.tv, you can stream every live, out-of-market NFL game every Sunday afternoon on your favorite devices, plus Red Zone and DirecTV Fantasy Zone channels. You'll never miss your favorite teams nor your favorite players. No matter where you live, NFLSundayTicket.tv is your key to the most glorious Sundays ever. Use the promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout to get 15% off your subscription. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use promo code BLUEWIRE. Jacob, the NFL season kicks off on Thursday. We are getting close. I know you're excited. Watch your Chiefs. I can't wait. Getting it's going to be fun. Big game. It's, it's going to be fun. Um, so let's get into some coaching candidates, Taylor. Um, one that you just mentioned that I think is a wet dream is Tim Duncan. I would, <laughs> I, oh my God, I would do some dirty things to get Tim Duncan to coach this basketball team. <laughs> that would be incredible. And, you know, Sam Presti comes from San Antonio, right? He's got that connection there. Uh, he would be a perfect, perfect candidate uh, like you said, though, it's not happening. He's a right. Spurs lifer. I am. You cannot convince me otherwise that Tim Duncan is there to learn under Pop from the opposite angle now instead of as a as a player as an assistant coach because he is going to be Pop's successor. Yeah, absolutely. you cannot convince me otherwise. Absolutely. But to, I mean, kind of like we were talking about, there are a lot of talented coaches on that bench that are not named Tim Duncan or uh, or Greg Popovich that could be great head coaches in the NBA. So um, so let's get to the next one that I think is a candidate from San Antonio. Becky Hammond. Yeah, Becky Hammond, exactly. That's I love that idea. I do too. I mean, I think she's a good coach. I think it would be awesome for Oklahoma City to to be the team to hire the first female head coach in NBA history. It, I mean, that, that would be incredible. That would be awesome. Uh, I think this one is a long shot, but I love the idea. I, I agree completely. Uh, it, it's really interesting. I'm, there's been reports that maybe she's interested in head coaching gigs, and you would think that she would be. Um, we even saw this season, uh, Greg Popovich was he either got suspended or something happened where he let Becky kind of take over and coach. And I think he, he also did, did that in the bubble. Tim. Yeah, right. In the true, bubble, he true. let the assistants head coach. So Becky did one game. Uh, Tim did one game. I at first I thought Becky was the one being groomed to be Pop's successor. But once Tim Duncan joined that staff, uh, make no mistake about it. Tim Duncan, after Greg Popovich leaves, Tim Duncan will be the head coach of the San Antonio Spurs. I, I'm about to sell – Taylor, we've talked about this. I'm about to sell my house. Yeah. I would bet this house that Tim Duncan will be the next head coach of the San Antonio Spurs. <laughs> That's some confidence. I'm uh, very, very confident you. in that. I'm highly I, it confident so in that. so much sense. And I mean, just the fact that he wasn't able to stay away from the game for very long at all before he was already back um, practicing with the team. Uh, he just looks like he's ready to take on that role. So I'm with you. It absolutely makes sense. Um, another name that Thunder fans have thrown out, again, a pipe dream. This one, I think, is a very, very, very long shot. 
Um, I wouldn't even bet the the change in my car on this one. Uh, <laughs> Nick Collison. Yeah, that, that, definitely a long long shot. Um, I think I, Nick prefers to to do front office GM work more than coaching. Agreed, definitely. Yeah, I don't think he like you said, is maybe super interesting in the coaching aspect, but I also don't think he's taken enough time away from the game yet, uh, enjoyed retirement enough to where he's ready to just jump back into it full swing. Uh, I think it's going to be a couple of years before we see him, like you said, look to kind of go after some front office positions. Um, Yeah, I mean, he's been working with Sam Presti in the front office. I think that's the, the route he is choosing to go rather than the constantly traveling and coaching route. I think he's going to be more of a front office guy, and I can't blame him. Um, it I I mean, I think front office work would be fascinating, but it looks like that's more Nick's direction, and so um, I, I, I do not think he is going to be on any sort of list to be the next coach of the Oklahoma City Thunder. So here's kind of an interesting one that stems from that Popovich coaching tree, right? Um, from our friend Iku, or Eku, sorry, I always mispronounce that. Um, but he mentioned, he said, hey, Taylor, I saw that you guys are doing an emergency pod rebilly. I think a great fit is current assistant Brian Keefe. He was a video coordinator under Popovich in San Antonio and won a ring in 2007. Then he joined OKC in 2007, where he was the performance lead for the team, responsible for the the development of KD, Russ, and Harden. He also developed Porzingis in his rookie year. He returned to OKC this year. Um, And he goes on to talk a little more about him, but that's an interesting idea. How do you like Brian Keefe is the one that looks like the Mad Hatter, right? Right, right, yeah. The curly hair and... Yeah. yeah. Um, Brian Keefe is an interesting one. I, I think... I don't think they'll go Mo Cheeks. I don't um, either. I, I've I don't seen that about, name tossed around Mo a lot. I either. I don't... Yeah, I don't think Billy wants Mo Cheeks as the head coach. Brian Keefe's an interesting one. Um, I'm going to mess up his name, but who was the G head League coach head coach? Blue. I was going to ask you the same exact that, thing. That thing came up. You were impressed with him when you were covering the team. I remember that. Well, no. So when I was covering the team this year, it was Grant Gibbs. Oh, and he's he's Gibbs, not yeah. going to be a candidate. But the former... The Eastern European guy. Um, I, I know exactly who you're talking about. I can't. God, believe. what's his name? We're going to think of it as soon as we're done recording. I'm going to look it up. Uh, this is yeah. awful podcasting as I'm Google searching. <laughs> but um, you know what? So while you look that up, Jacob, this is something else we talked about pre-pod that I wanted to bring up. We talked about Mo Cheeks and Brian Keefe and guys of, of those, you know, those stature. I wonder what happens to some of these assistant coaches? Do they decide they want to stay with the organization? Do they leave with Billy? Do they decide to go elsewhere? You know, it, it'll be and the new coach that Preston ends up hiring. Will he want to, or she want to bring on their own coaches, uh, their own staff. It'll be extremely interesting to follow that as well, because we might see some guys like Mo Cheeks who have been around forever leave. Mark um, Dagonal. Yes, 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 yes. Yep. No, no, no. Sorry. Darko Ryakovich. That's who I was thinking That's of. It, yep. That's who I was thinking, Darko Ryakovich. Um, he he's a possible candidate. That's so a, that's interesting. Um, here's here's a fun one, Taylor. We talked earlier about the Mark Stein tweet that uh, oh. Chris Paul, Milwaukee might pursue Chris Paul. What if Milwaukee makes a coaching change? Do you go after Bud? Uh, Bud would be awesome. But to your point, he's going to cost a lot. Exactly. If you're trying, not your earlier point. Yeah. If if you're not wanting to pay a head coach. Um, a lot of money during these financial times in the NBA, Bud's going to re- require quite a bit in his second gig because it, it, he's going to be highly sought after, um, just kind of like Billy, but probably even a little more with some of these these vacant coaching positions. Oh yeah, I think a lot of teams would line up to to hire Coach Bud. Now there is um, somebody kind of along those lines that we haven't mentioned yet that is tossed around just about for any position right now because it was kind of a 
shocked that he got let go, Kenny Atkinson. Uh, oh, yeah, we haven't talked about Kenny. Yeah. I think he would cost a lot, too, but you want to talk about a guy that can develop talent. Right. I mean, look at the culture he built in Brooklyn with that team with Karis LeVert and D'Angelo Russell and Jarrett Allen. Like, that's the type of culture and the type of youth development that you want for a team like this Oklahoma City team who has young players and is armed to the teeth with draft picks. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I agree. Um, and this is kind of something interesting as well. Uh, our own Nick Crane, Crane NBA, tweeted this out during the Pressy, um, Pressy press conference media avail- availability. But and, and this is kind of taken out of context because I think this was referring to kind of the bubble situation uh, and the playoff situation this year compared to like what it normally would be. But Nick tweeted that Sam Pressy says he hopes the young guys get a chance to play in the playoffs in front of live fans in the near future. Now, again, maybe kind of taken out of context a little bit, but all that to say and, and giving everything we know about Presti, um, all the potential draft picks like we mentioned, the opportunity to move up in drafts uh, and, and find the right player that you, you really like and go all in on them. It could be a rather quick rebuild compared to the traditional trust the process Sixers rebuild, right? And if that's the case, a guy like Kenny would be awesome. Like you said, continue to remain competitive, um, continue to develop that youth and and really establish a culture so that way you can kind of swing for the fences when your your young guy comes around and you can try and be competing for championships again in, in the near future. Um, so Kenny's a really fun one to think about. But like you said, it, it, it all comes down to financial implications. Definitely. Now, one name that everyone has to throw out, and we are not even going to discuss it. I'm just going to make a quick statement. We're going to move on. (laughs) If you feel the need to say the Thunder should look at hiring Mark Jackson, stop. (laughs) Get help. Get off the internet. Get off Twitter.com and seek professional help. (laughs) That's so true. Presty would never hire Mark Jackson. Right. Nor should he ever hire Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson, there's a reason he didn't last in Golden State. I mean, there's reports that he was, like, pitting the team against themselves. Right. Uh, like, you know, ju- just being awful. Uh, you don't want Mark Jackson coaching this team. And no way in he hell would Presti let that happen. Landed another job either, right? Um, there's been plenty of opportunities, and he still hasn't gotten one. So that, that says all You know one guy, say. former coach, not currently coaching, that I've just I've, I've grown to love? Dude. Stan Van Gundy. Yeah, Stan is awesome. Stan is awesome. And he'd be fun coaching SGA. That'd be God, a lot he'd of fun. be a blast. They won't do it, but God, I I just I've I've really, really enjoyed listening to him on TNT. Oh, he's been incredible. I agree. He's he's like he's become the Tony Romo of the NBA. Yeah, he really as far has. as announcing. You know? Yeah. Like but, I, I really think he has. And he breaks the game down in a similar way that only somebody who's been out there, no you know, as a coach rather than a player and, and Romo's sense but uh but you're absolutely right they, they break the game down and just they point out things that the average nba fan wouldn't pick up on and even if you know it's a even if somebody who's hard a hardcore nba fan does pick up on it he's able to break it down in in ways that you know you and i wouldn't be able to it, it's really impressive yeah um, he's really he's fun. been awesome so yeah. it's going to be interesting taylor to see whenever like bovada comes out with Odds, the odds for the Thunder coaching search. Well, like there was all the Bill Self rumors last time, right? I, I joked about that at the beginning of the podcast. Coach K was. I, did Coach we already K, say this on yeah, the podcast? Cal- Coach K was spotted at a Charleston's in Oklahoma City. Calipari, Calipari, and um, oh, and Chauncey Billups wants to come back and, and, and or not come back, but um, wants to start his coaching come, career. Coming come to coaching, yeah. Lots of interesting candidates out there. Well, Taylor, uh, before we move on, uh, I want to take a quick moment and tell our listeners about our other 
sponsor for the week. You've counted on restaurants. Now they're counting on you. And while their dining rooms may be closed, they're still open for delivery with DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings your food, your craving, right to your door. And ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, or hit up that Cheesecake Factory. God, that peanut butter, butterfinger cheesecake. Woo! Put it in my veins. Many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery too. You can hit up the Press or Empire Slice or somewhere down in the, in the plaza. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local spot, and your food is on its way. There's no greater time to use DoorDash for your first time than this weekend when the NFL and college football are back on. You don't want to miss the game. Just sit on your butt, pull out your phone, and order DoorDash. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more. All you have to do is download the DoorDash app and use the code BLUEWIRE. That's all one word. Again, $5 off and $0 delivery fee on your first order of $15 or more. You just have to use the DoorDash app with the code BLUEWIRE. All right, Taylor, so we've talked a ton about coaches. It's going to be interesting to see how the Thunder move around the timeline of this. Are they going to wait and drag this out and wait until we get word on like what the salary cap looks like for next year and what the right. CBA looks like? Are they going to move quickly? Because there are a handful of other jobs open. New Orleans is open, Philly, Chicago, um, and then it's looking probable that Houston is going to be open, that Dan Tony won't be back. Um, Indiana has a coaching vacancy, and then now you throw the Oklahoma City Thunder in there. That's 20% of the league. Hey, Billy back with uh, with Sabonis and Oladipo is kind of fun to think about. Oh, yeah. Oh, we'll see if Oladipo's there. Yeah, that's a good point. Good point. So it's going to be interesting to see the timeline of that, but I feel like this is the precursor to tell us that the Thunder are going to have a very busy offseason. And we mentioned it at the top of the show. I want to circle the horses and get back there real quick. Mark Stein reporting that rival GMs believe the Milwaukee Bucks will be interested in pursuing a deal for Chris Paul. Let's let's talk about that for a few minutes before we end the podcast, Taylor, because I think Chris is on his way out. Like you mentioned, his Facebook or not Facebook, God, his farewell. He's not he's not fifty. His <laughs> his Twitter and Instagram post that was like his goodbye definitely seemed like not a hey it was a good season. It was like. Hey, Oklahoma City was fun. Thanks for everything. I'll see you. See y'all around. Right. Uh, Gallo had something similar. You know when when yeah, he yeah. posted and tweeted and whatnot. Chris to Milwaukee is fascinating. Um, if Chris goes to Milwaukee, I really like Milwaukee to uh, to really compete for a title next year. It seems yeah. from quotes from tonight, it seems promising that Giannis will be back, uh, and I and I love that for Milwaukee. Um, but Taylor, a, a Chris Paul to Milwaukee trade probably looks a little something like Eric Bledsoe, uh, some other salary filler, uh, maybe a young guy like a DJ Wilson and probably a pick, uh, specifically Milwaukee this year has like the 29th pick. That's their own. I think they own it. Right. But they also own pick number 24, which originally belonged to Indiana. 
that Milwaukee got in the Brogdon sign and trade deal. So I think that's kind of fascinating. If you can deal Chris Paul and you end up with picks number 24 and 25 in this draft, you could package those up, move up maybe into the late lottery. Um, some interesting ideas there. So how do you feel about Chris Paul to, to Milwaukee? It absolutely makes sense. And like you said, I mean, you have to assume, because keep in mind, it is another year of Chris Paul aging. But assuming that he's able to do something similar to what he did this season in OKC in terms of health and level of play, I mean, him and Giannis together, and if you're able to hold on to Middleton still, which they should, um, I mean, that would be an absolute blast to watch. And like you said, elevates them to, or I mean, they're already there, right? But um, obviously not after this series. Still, I mean, that, that gives them a heck of a chance to win a championship. Because even I think if they were to have come out of the East in this bubble, I still didn't feel super confident about their chances, which I understand, you know, it's easy to say now, but even before all this, um, I, I really didn't love their chances against like LA, uh, either LA team really, and shoot, even the Rockets would be interesting. So I think putting a guy, you know, caliber of CP3 and keep in mind, like that's one less deal on the contract that they don't necessarily have to commit to super long term. Like, for example, if they would have done this instead of OKC at the end of last season, it, it absolutely makes sense for, for Milwaukee, but on the opposite side, the OKC side, it makes a lot of sense as well. And I think it kind of goes to what you were t- have been talking about, Jacob, you know, taking on some of these contracts that aren't going to be super exciting, you know, like the Bledsoe's and maybe George Hill and one of the Lopez brothers, whoever you got in return of that trade, maybe doesn't make a lot of sense for the team in general and like the whole rebuild situation. Uh, you would obviously try and, and flip them further down the road or just let those contracts expire after a year or two, however long is left on those. But if you get assets attached attached to those contracts, that's what makes that enticing. That's what makes it worth it. And like you said, when you have more and more of these assets, you're not going to use all of them. It allows you the opportunity to move up um, and and in drafts. And also, you know, if there's a potential trade target you find, which is a little less likely, you know, you can go for that as well. With all the, it gives you a lot of luxury, a lot a lot of different options. And um, I forget who said this, but uh, I think it was after the the CP3. Uh, trade last year Houston to OKC and obviously after the Paul George trade that you know draft picks are kind of the currency of the NBA and the more and more you have the richer you are with draft picks the more opportunities you have and you know you're the higher probability you're going to be successful so um, I absolutely think that the Milwaukee trade makes sense like you said if they can get the financials to work there's a lot of hurdles they would have to come across there uh, David Brannon Bird Rights NBA on Twitter had a really good thread about that about some of those potential uh, financial hurdles and just you know what would make sense for each team might even have to get a third team to come in but somebody else that we mentioned and obviously that Chris Paul's been linked to which would be kind of funny if Billy ends up going there but uh, Chris Paul to uh the Sixers so Chris Paul and Billy Donovan being reunited again and uh or maybe not reunited just still united (laughs) yeah in Philly uh is fascinating as well so like you said if if Presti and he's already had these preliminary conversations with all these different GMs and presidents of basketball operations right he has these lined up to where as soon as he gets the green light from the league get some clarity on financial on the financial impact of next season you can kind of start to to you know put those opposing teams against one another and create leverage just like he was able to with the Paul George trade. So I think the Milwaukee deal is interesting because if you can flip Chris Paul, get an asset like that first round pick and bring in Bledsoe, I think you can turn around and flip Bledsoe for something as well. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, there's teams that still need point guards that could use 
uh, kind of the leadership and the defense that Bledsoe provides. Obviously, he's not a great three-point shooter. Uh, he's he's moderate. He's decent. I mean, career, he's a 34% three-point shooter. Um, you could turn around and flip him for something. And the Thunder just, they don't let assets die. They constantly keep flipping and flipping and flipping and flipping and getting what they can out of them. And so it'll be it'll be fascinating. But I think that one makes a lot of sense. You mentioned Philly. I want to be surprised if Presti tries to work a deal with both of those teams and then kind of pits them together and says, all right, give me, you know, Philly's willing to throw in this. Milwaukee, how can you one-up them? Um, or, you know, Milwaukee's willing to toss in this. Philly, can you include Tybal in the in the deal and then right. we'll call it good? You know, there's going to be a lot of back and forth. But just, Taylor, from what's happened this evening on September 8th, Tuesday night, I feel like we have got a very clear indication of what the future of this Thunder team uh, starting next year looks like. Right. And that is... Rebuild. Limited vets. You're handing the keys over to Shea, to Baisley, and to Dort, and to whoever you get in the in the draft this year. You're letting those guys gain experience, and then you're coming back in 2021 with two draft picks, including your own, uh, trying to max those out, go get a a high pick in the 2021 draft, and you're really kind of supercharging a rebuild in where you're collecting high draft picks with some quality young guys already and kicking this thing into overdrive. I mentioned it to you before the pod started. It feels like the Thunder are in position to have a Boston-like rebuild. That's such a where good they, they can they can cash in on like two or three high picks, and then after that, it's just icing on the cake. And you go and you find yourself a Jason Tatum and a Jalen Brown, and then you just ride with it. Or do you have your Jalen Brown SGA, and you just have to find your Jason Tatum? You know, yeah. that's what's so. A lot of people have said that. You know, is is SGA your CJ McCollum? Is he your Chris Middleton? Is he your your Jalen Brown? And if he is, I don't think you gamble that and and deal that asset to try to get your Dame Lillard or your Giannis or or your uh, Jason Tatum. I think you right. keep that guy and you use all these other assets you have to go find that number one guy. And and if Shea's that number two guy, that's fine. You know, I think he could be a great number two guy. I think he could play the one or the two. Um, but the Thunder have this unique opportunity, and it's going to be fun to see who they ultimately decide is going to lead those young guys, right. develop them, and get them ready to to start this rebuild and to work their way back to contention. Yeah, speaking of Boston, like you got to find your Brad Stevens as well. Just just like what just what you said, which is you know so spot on, um, and it really is going to be interesting to see the, the direction that Presti decides to go there. Um, but something else, you know, just briefly, we'll touch on I, that we haven't really mentioned. You know, we've talked about the big stuff, right? The head coaching search that's starting now, if it hasn't already started, like we mentioned earlier in the podcast. Um, trading Chris Paul, Janelle Gallinari is going to be a free agent. All the financial implications for the upcoming season, how that affects all the above, right? But it's kind of a domino effect because you can't do a full-on rebuild if you still have Dennis Schroeder and Stephen Adams. You know, that's like that. That I think we also could see potentially see move this offseason. You know, maybe it, it's to the point where. Pressy's unable to get a CP3 deal that he likes. Maybe teams aren't still super high on taking back that contract and giving up a, a decent asset for it. Um, and like we talked about, the currency of draft picks. Um, and so maybe he holds on to Chris Paul until, you know, midway through the season and it's Dennis Shooter and Steven Adams that get traded. And we have like CP3, Shea, and the young guys. Uh, um, I don't know, just so many potential 
opportunities for things to happen this offseason. I'm really excited to see how Presty navigates it all. I think that's the biggest thing, right? It's like we have Presty to kind of steer the ship on all this, and uh, I, I feel really confident in that. Definitely. Um, you know, I, I think if they deal Chris, the floodgates are open. True. And if they don't deal Chris, uh, you're not going to be able to tank by keeping Chris and getting rid of Schroeder. True. So if if they don't find a landing spot for Chris Paul, I think they maybe try to ride it out um, and bring those guys back and maybe look at trades around February or whenever the hell the trade deadline yeah, will be. Right. But if Chris is gone, I think he probably has other deals lined up. He's already communicated and found a place for Schroeder to land, right? If you trade Chris to Milwaukee, Schroeder still makes sense to go to Philly. Yeah, that's a good Schroeder makes sense to go to the Lakers. You know, there are some interesting spots where these guys can still land. So with that being said, Taylor, I think we have a busy offseason in front of us. Can't and wait. we will be here with you guys every step of the way. We're not going anywhere. Um, we will bring you all of the news, all of our analysis, all of our shitty takes. Uh, <laughs> we're ready for it, man. So, Taylor, any parting thoughts about... Uh, a podcast that was supposed to be that we had to immediately trash and turn into something else. Hey, I, uh, you know, with this team, never a dull moment. Thankful to be a Thunder fan. It, it had it's going to be a blast. It was a week I'm without a- Thunder basketball, and I was already getting getting bored and, <laughs> All, and tired. Yeah, already bored and, and wondering it. when the news is going to drop. Well, we got Here it, and it I think it's going to keep <laughs> on coming. So, hey, thank you guys so much for checking out The Uncontested. If you haven't already, go drop us a five-star rating. It would mean the world to us. It helps us as far as more people seeing the podcast. It helps us with our podcast network. So that'd mean a lot to us. It's super simple, super fast. Uh, do it. Send us a screenshot. We will hype you up on Twitter.com. Uh, so please do that if you're a longtime listener man thank you so much if you're a first time listener we hope you enjoyed this if you liked what you heard make sure you click that subscribe button wherever you get your pods from shout out to our sponsors this week both nfl sunday ticket and doordash make sure you check those out we will be back with you taylor and i uh, are planning on dropping a friday episode where we will be finally starting what we were supposed to do tonight which was our season player grades and we're going to start with the centers so be on the lookout for that we're super excited you guys have a great rest of your week we will talk to you soon thunder up the wait is finally over football is back you might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Just head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, at betonline.ag. Again, that's BLUEWIRE, which is all one word, no space. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. 
If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.